There goes that man's jock strap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's gonna be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friday's NFL uh, segment here, uh, diving into some of the trending things around the NFL world, starting with this weekend. We have the divisional round playoffs, four games on the slate. We're going to dive into each game here, give our predictions, and uh, see how the games go this weekend. So <clears throat> kind of going in chronological order here, starting with the Bengals-Titans. Um, what are kind of your, your key things you're going to be looking at for this game for either Joe Burrow or King Henry and his return to get the, to get the win? I feel like the, the two main points on both sides for each team, from my point of view, one, how good is Ryan Tannehill going to be at not turning over the football in critical third and long passing down situations where they, they know that he's going to be passing and two, how well is their secondary going to be able to slow down the Bengals wide receivers and Derrick Henry? Obviously, he's coming back. People know he's going to be going good, but traditional Derrick Henry style, if he starts slow, it usually takes him a while to get going, which at that point could be too late if the Titans secondary can't slow down the Bengals offense. Then Bengals side, are they going to keep playing with no fear? Are they going to keep not flinching in the moments where they need to go make a crazy play and they make it to keep the sticks moving, to keep the play alive, whatever the case may be? And two, defense. How is their defense going to be able to obviously slow that running game down and turn it into a Ryan Tannehill show? I think the Bengals pull it out in this one. I'm just 31... 31-28. I think they went on a field goal late. Burrow drives the field. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but, I mean, both of those points are, I mean, you, you pretty much hit it right on the head as far as anybody watching this game to kind of pay attention to is the quarterback battle of, you know, going in, Joe Burrow already has the upper hand on Ryan Tannehill as far as, just being a better thrower of the football, having better weapons, better, healthier weapons to throw to, I should say. Um, a 100% healthy and effective A.J. Brown, 100% healthy and effective Julio Jones. You could argue that those two is a better receiving um, core than Chase and Boyd. But again, both have fought injuries this year. Both have kind of underperformed. So um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I think that's going to determine this game is Bengals run defense. If you can, if you can force the ball into Ryan Tannehill's hands, um, he's going to make, he's going to make poor throws, bad decisions, getting him into that third and long is going to be crucial. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a really close game as well. <sighs> Originally I was leaning towards the Bengals as well. 
The only way I can see the Titans literally winning this game is if they can get a turnover early and control. They're a control-the-clock team. They're not a flashy, score-fast team like the Bengals is, so they're going to want to control. They get a turnover early in the game. I feel like that seals the deal, and it could be the other way. Titans by a touchdown, Titans by a field goal. Like, it is going to be a close game, but like I said, Tannehill, Burrow, end of the day, head-to-head going battle. I, I'd have to give the nod to the Bengals and their kicker as well. Being in the clutch so many moments this year, he hasn't, you know, besides the one bad game <laughs> against the Packers. Yeah. Like shit as well. I mean, if you have one of those fiascos, Titans are going to walk all over him too. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be a concern, one of my red flag areas for the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I think as much as Derrick Henry could be a factor in this game, if he is slow in the first quarter, if he doesn't have 80 yards in the first half, I think that the Bengals have him right where they want them. I'm going to say 34-30 Cincinnati. So still within a, a still within a close game, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Titans, again, coming off a of bye week, Bengals have a lot of momentum, a lot of energy, getting their first win in 30-plus years. Titans are also undefeated after an eight-day um, break between games. So they are, they're good when they have long breaks. They're good when they got rest, and then you add the king back. Yeah. But I just feel like Bengals have too much role in this year. Obviously, no one really knows what to expect from this Bengals team because they haven't been in the situation before where the Titans have been in the playoffs so many times against the Patriots. Like they know what it is like to play, but if they get punched in the mouth quick and fast, like the Bengals offense is explosive like that. I feel like then the Titans are in panic mode where the other way around Bengals turn it over from trying to be too hot and flashy. They're going to give the game away. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I, I feel like we're both going to be pretty close right around what the score is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then going into the second Saturday game, um, a lot right or I would say probably the going to be the best game this weekend as far as, um, I mean it, it also could be a blowout, but I mean all these could be a blowout, but I was going to uh, say this game's got the most. Packers are going to win by 17 or it's going to be super close and they fucking lose at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, San Francisco traveling to Lambeau field to take on Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs. Um, also has a losing record just overall to them in his career, um, regular season and postseason. Um, Joey Bosa, healthy, back, he is playing. Nick Bosa. Or, yeah, Nick Bosa, excuse me. Warner as well, he's full go, and Mm -hmm. Jimmy G as well. So, they're going to be same team that we saw last weekend. Yeah. As far as the team that we're not going to see the same as weeks before, the Packers activated Randall Cobb after having a core surgery uh, seven weeks ago. Zadarius Smith is back. The only two that I guess that I've seen as questionable slash doubtful, which it could just be LaFleur not showing his hand. He said that Bakhtiari is questionable for some reason on Saturday. And Valdez Valdez Scantling is doubtful as well. So um, obviously it'd be great to have Bakhtiari back. He looked good in his 
less, a little less than a half played uh, week 18 against the Lions. But is that but, good enough, dude, to stop Bosa? You know, like, yeah. I feel like the, the difficulty level of who he played against in that game and who he's going to be facing with this ferocious D-line that the 49ers have, like, he only played 25 snaps, which obviously is a lot against the Lions. That's way more than I feel like a lot of people thought that he was going to play. But also at the same time, you have everything on the line here. I feel like from all of what I've heard, read, whatever, he hasn't practiced the last two days, and no one really has any clue what the fuck's going on with Bakhtiari. Big giraffe is also people call him. Um, if he is in there... I could I could see him potentially starting on the bench, and if Bosa gets in there early for a couple, all right, I'm gonna have to go in. But I feel like there's no way that he misses this game after all he's went through to get back to this. But also, yeah. he did tear his ACL in practice last year, which caused this whole thing. So, who really knows if he's 100% back and ready? Um, who do you have in this one? Yeah, so I mean, I guess a, kind of a point to look at again is the on both sides of the ball, the pass rush getting after Rodgers um, when the Packers offense is on the field against the 49ers defense. If Rodgers can play like he did against the 49ers the first time and against the Cardinals, two teams who have really good pass rushes, the ball was out in less than two seconds every time. Just quick routes, slants, outs, bubbles, screens, just get the ball out of his hands quick. That's the recipe for success, I think, for the Packers in this game. On the flip side, again, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, how good is that, or how can that Packers run defense stand the test? Um, I, they're, I mean, they're in the top half of the league as far as run, de- <clears throat> run defense, even though they've had a couple games where they've given up 200-plus yards total to a team. Um but yeah, I mean, the biggest difference maker is holding. I mean, I think it, I can't remember how many games it was, but the 49ers have a streak going of three plus sacks. And I think it was like seven or eight games, I think is what it was. So if you can keep them under that mark, break that streak, that's good. And also on the, on the other side, holding the 49ers, I'd say under 150 yards of rush defense. I mean, which is a lot already, but staying under that 200 mark is crucial. Um, yeah, if they're able to do that, and I think they will, getting all these guys back, I don't think – just all, all the cards seem right. Like, this year feel, like feels different in a, in a lot of ways, getting all these guys back. Whitney Merciless as well tore his bicep the week after we got him. Um, he's, he's activated as well. Another third down guy to put in to get after the, uh, after the quarterback. I'm going to say 28-20 pack for this one. Yeah, I mean, what it comes down to for me in this game is, like you mentioned, can we stop their running game? Also, George Kittle hasn't had a breakout outstanding game in a few games, and he's due for one. That's one thing that always has had been big issues for the Packers defense as well as stopping the run. We're 31st in the league of rushing yards before contact, which is not good. Obviously, 
the way that our offense is, teams haven't been able to stick with the run all game long, and that's why we're top top four for rushing yards allowed per game is because teams can't run on us if we continue to score points. Yeah. Um, but if they're hitting us at seven, eight yards a clip, that's not very good mm-hmm. every time that they touch the ball. So that's the one area that worries me. Um, one thing that benefits Jimmy G never has played a game in below 32 degree temperature ever. So he's going to be facing the frigid cold. Um, who knows how much of an impact, obviously, that's going to have. Obviously, a little tougher on the breathing. Ball feels a little bit more inflated, a little bit bigger. And with his thumb being still that issue and a banged-up shoulder, who knows what we're going to see out of him. I feel like we can put the ball in his hands, and he almost pissed away the Dallas game. Mm-hmm. If we can get him in that same situation where they need to throw the ball, we're going to win this game 100%. And then offensively, I guess the only thing that really concerns me is not taking our foot off the gas and not relying on one aspect of our game to win the game. We've been the best when we've been a run it past the team. Not when we've had to go pass, 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 or run, 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 run. Whenever we get one-sided, I feel like that's when the Packers, we take our foot off the gas and teams just fucking punish us for that. Obviously, with all these guys back, that's huge impact, getting all those guys back. Especially, I'm curious to see what the rotations are going to be this weekend now that you have Merciless back, who's an outside guy, Sidarius, who's an outside guy. You have Alexander, one of the top corners in the league, back. You move Stokes to the inside. Like, There's so many different combinations and stuff that we can do now with all these people rested and back on our defense. Rogers not turning the ball over, which he's been great at postseason, hasn't been the best at. Like he needs to be also a little bit more careful with the ball, risk reward type situations. And like you said, it feels a little bit different this year. I think I think we win. Twenty four twenty. Sounds good. Yeah, then moving on to our Sunday games here, the early window, we have the L.A. Rams traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on TB12. Um, <clears throat> I mean, another another game of kind of rush defense versus a team that uh, runs the ball pretty well when healthy. But again, uh, I was, or I guess I haven't looked. Is, do the Bucks have Fournette back? I don't think he's yeah. back. He's supposed to play. He was activated. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's going to be a big part of this game is as good as the Rams' overall defense is, their rush defense isn't, like, amazing. It, like, like years past especially given the, the, the guys that they have on that front, you think they'd be great. Once you get past that first level, they don't really have a lot of guys on the back end to that are quick downhill guys to stop the run. Um, and on the other side of the ball, or I guess on the same side of the ball, I mean, Brady, basically you're going to have to force Brady to throw at least one interception in this game, I think, for the Rams to have a chance at all. You need one turnover, I guess I should say, from that 
Bucks offense. Um, because otherwise they're gonna probably score a touchdown on every ju- I think it's this could potentially be the highest scoring game. Um if there's no turnovers on each side. Um, and then for the Rams, Stafford can't have any pick sixes. If he has a pick six in this game, I'm going to tell you right now that they lose because <laughs> that's a turnover and it's seven points the other way, like in the, in the blink of an eye. Um, so yeah, if there's, if they can hold, keep this game to one, two turnovers tops total between both teams, um, it stays close, but if one side is more lopsided, if Stafford throws a couple picks, uh, it goes the other way. So it's all going to come down to the quarterback play. And I don't know. It's it's always hard to bet against Tom Brady, and I still won't still won't do it. So I'm going to say Bucks thirty five, Rams twenty seven. Yeah, I guess the big two two things for me, Bucks wise, can they stop the running game now that the Rams have established with Akers back in the backfield? Can they can they hold him to under 140 yards, which I do think that they can. But also they get in Rams get into their play action style of game that they like to play. They're gonna be throwing touchdowns all over this Buccaneers secondary. They're, they've been so bad this year, and that's the one reason their defense isn't as good as they are last year because of that. Then Buccaneers' offensive side. Jensen center banged up, and he's obviously going to play. Who knows how effective he's going to be going against Aaron Donald. <laughs> then you have Tristan Wurst, their left tackle, guy on the outside. Or excuse me, I think he's – He's a right tackle. Right ta- Yep, right tackle. He – has been practicing, but there's been videos and stuff. He barely looks. And what are you going to get if you're getting a full pass rush? He was just so ginger on his – who knows how effective he's going to be. So I feel like Rams' defense is going to get after Tom in this game, something that he hasn't experienced all season since the Saints game. He's going to get eaten up. Rams are going to score. I feel like Rams win 31-31. 3124. Sounds good. And then going into our last game here, a AFC championship rematch from last year, Buffalo heading into Kansas City. Um I'll, I'll let you t- take first crack at this one. What are your what are your takeaways for this one? Um this game, I feel like it's all going to come down to the running game on both sides. Both quarterbacks, excellent. Both teams have excellent wide wide receiver weapons, tight end weapons that are just unbelievable. Bills nod to their defense as their number one. Mahomes, obviously a little bit more electric because I can give him the nod in this situation due to he already has been there in the playoffs so many times. He's won a Super Bowl. He knows what it's like to play in this moment. Allen fell short last year. Obviously, this year feels like they're a little bit of a different team as well. Um, I'm going to say this comes down to the running game. We see Josh Allen continuing to run the powers, the sweeps, the draws up the middle for seven, 15 yards carry. 
Bills grind control the clock. I feel like Chiefs try to push the pace too much against this excellent defense. Bills, I feel like, win this game due to a few Mahomes turnovers. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game here. 35-33. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm in the same boat as you as far as, I mean, like pound for pound, Mahomes is the better quarterback, but what Mahomes doesn't have that Allen has that, as he touched on, is going to be a big part of this game is the design quarterback runs that he just absolutely destroyed the Patriots with um, last week. So, and then, I mean, again, circling back to the Bills having the, the first ever perfect often, offensive game, no punts, no turnovers, no fourth downs, no field goals, absolutely flawless game. I don't see that happening again, just because I think the Chiefs are overall a better team than the Patriots. But as you also touched on, Patrick Mahomes, they're going to put the ball in his hand a few too many times. Um, when it comes to a shootout game, it's quarterback, quarterback, dual back, back and forth. You don't see a lot of the run game, um, which honestly, I think the Chiefs have a, be- a little bit of a better run game just because they utilize it more. The Bills have Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, both guys that, I mean, they're not top 10, but combined, they're, they're a good one-two punch that the Bills don't use often enough. So if it comes to a ground and pound game, Chiefs have the upper hand, but it's not going to. So I agree with you. Mahomes, one-two turnovers, just that offense in general, one-two turnovers is going to be enough to give the Bills a win. Um, I'm going to say Bills, 38, Chiefs, 31. I'm going to bump mine 3835. 3835? Yeah. I feel like it is going to be touchdowns, not field goals. Mm-hmm. That concludes today's NFL segment and our divisional round predictions. Be sure to head over to our NBA segment where we dive into the Lakers' struggles and the Nets coach who interfered with Wednesday night's game. 